I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. We're staying with the question just a little bit longer as uh, we reported a breaking news story this morning at a press conference uh, down in Arizona. Arizona has taken up a non-discrimination bill uh, sponsored by the Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers and Representative Amish Shaw. Uh, they were joined at a press conference today at the Capitol in Arizona uh, to introduce this bill that is set to do uh, what the state of Utah did here in terms of showing to the country that you can balance the rights of the LGBTQ community and protect the rights of the religious faith community, that it can be done. And so we're going to continue with the conversation. I had the opportunity to interview Robert Height. He's the president and CEO of the Glendale, Arizona Chamber of Commerce. Uh, This was immediately following uh, this press conference, uh, introducing this new bipartisan legislation, again, really a community effort and I asked Robert, uh, from the business community standpoint, what was his experience in getting to this non-discrimination bill? How did this really all come together? As the head of the Glendale Chamber of Commerce, you know, it's our kind of duty, if you will, to convene our stakeholders, our community, um, as part of this conversation as we champion a non-discrimination ordinance here in the state of Arizona. And uh, one of the things that you mentioned during the press conference today was uh, just the impact that having this kind of an alliance together and having this kind of legislation on the books in Arizona, the impact it actually has on the business community, on everything from Super Bowl and NBA uh, All-Star Games uh, to a host of other business factors. Absolutely. Well, we've seen it nationally where there has been a call to boycott or move mega events from other cities. And certainly as the whole city there in Glendale, Arizona, we don't want that to happen. And we worked tirelessly over the uh, last year to champion a non-discrimination ordinance in the city of Glendale, which passed unanimously by our mayor and council. However, we still don't have it in the state of Arizona. So it puts us at a competitive disadvantage and one that we could still risk losing some of these mega events. So, again, we we will continue to um, advocate and champion that Arizona is open for business to all. Uh, That's great. And uh, give us just one thing as you've gone through this and, and again, culminating in the announcement of this uh, bill and, the again, the Speaker of the House uh, uh, combined with Representative Shaw uh, putting that forward. Is there anything that surprised you uh, in this process or something that you learned uh, that's important for the business community? I think, I guess, the most surprising is here we are in 2022 and still don't have this in place for Arizona. But I think what's remarkable this time around, because there has been an advancement every session, is that we're going to get a hearing. So having Speaker Bowers 
and the bipartisan support to get a hearing. That's the first time it's ever happened. So that's another step in the right direction. I also had the chance to talk with the Speaker of the House. Uh, rarity that the Speaker would weigh in and be a co-sponsor on a bill. Rusty Bowers joined us, and I asked him to give us a little bit of behind-the-scenes look of the discussion lawmakers, stakeholders had about this legislation. Well, A, this is just the first step, as it has been in other places before. But the culture of the country, the culture of the world, shifts and changes, and too often the rigidity of uh, tradition gets in the way of the clarity of pure religion. And it's my hope in co-sponsoring, I'll be either the main sponsor or the co-sponsor with Representative Shaw, is that we can, even if it's by example for a period of time, try to show that we are not the judges of each other. We leave that to an all-knowing and very perfect judge who someday we will all stand in front of. And as a as a citizen now involved in politics, I would like to extend to everybody in our state and beyond at least the safety and security that each of us has his own path as we move forward. I hope that we can all learn from each other and do a better job of appreciating each other in our common quest yeah. in life rather than to be divisive or worse, yeah. which we have seen so much of lately. Exactly. So I don't know if that was an answer to your question. but <laughs> well, One of the things that was uh, uh, was very clearly on display today, something that I think was important, not only for all the people of Arizona, but I think for uh, everyone across the country, and that is just this idea of the simple word and, uh, that religious liberty and uh, rights for the LGBT community, that those are compatible principles, that we don't have to go to the anger, fear, frustration, uh, weaponizing of words and, and creating those divisions. Uh, but this really seems to be a conversation. It was a genuine conversation. You could feel that at the press conference today, uh, that serious conversations uh, had been had, not to drive wedges, but to actually build bridges that can take somewhere. The strength of the legislation is in the wording. And words matter, especially legal binding words. And I'm very grateful to inherit that process. I didn't direct that process. I inherited the work of representatives from all types of uh, entrance points, as I mentioned in my comment. I'm grateful for the churches, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it's very professional and thoughtful input. I'm thankful for the Episcopalian input, as was on display with the Episcopalian bishop here. We're very grateful for all of those inputs. We know that there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of getting to know each other as humans, as children of God, all of us with our own decisions, with our own challenges, but all trying to move forward. And and I, I did feel it. But again, it's easy to accept applause, but... It's of others who have done most of the work on board. Yeah, and so often that that hard work and heavy lifting does does happen far away from microphones and television conferences and and press conferences. Uh, And it seemed to me that as you've gone through uh, this process, uh, I know one of the reporters uh, was asking you at the press conference, kind of getting into all the, yeah, but what about this? And yeah, but what about that? And and if you could share your answer to that in terms of this is not about being an all-encompassing, all-answering, uh, but a significant step forward. And I think that's the key. 
too often protagonists want all of their challenges resolved. And the strength of this effort has been that everybody was willing to listen and take where we could to make strong progress, knowing that there's never going to be everything resolved by human beings, but that we can make progress and live together. We can extend some grace where there is fault and maybe a little gap in the perfection that we require of everybody else. And if we can do that and move forward that way, I think society can be strengthened in, in a time of, of all too quick divisive rhetoric and action. Our point was, you're right, we're not going to solve everything here. But there are some things that we've made remarkable progress, and that's what we're thankful for today. Oh, fantastic. Speaker of the Arizona State House of Representatives, Rusty Bowers, uh, thank you so much for making time today and for an example that is an uh, important part of the conversation for everyone in Arizona. I think it's for everyone across the country and in our nation's capital uh, that we can have a different kind of conversation, that we can balance uh, things that may seem not to be balanced uh, in the past, but those roads uh, get done when people are willing to engage and, and elevate the conversation. Thanks for your work down there in Arizona. We'll continue to track this as it moves through the Arizona legislature. Uh, and thanks for your leadership and for joining us today. Thank you, boy, very much for the privilege. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.